This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This programme was previously broadcast live on Love Sport Radio, so some items may be out of date. Phone-in elements of these shows are not available, but if you'd like to comment or give us feedback on our shows, you can tweet us at Love Sport Radio. For more podcasts or to listen live, visit lovesportradio.com. Alternatively, you can find this and other podcasts on iTunes or Spotify using the keyword Love Sport. Spurs spanked but badly beaten by Bayern. A little bit of up, little bit of down, fellas. In Frank Lampard's very own words, it's been a sobering seven days for Chelsea as Tell they remain in pole position for a Champions League spot next term, but stare an exit from that very competition in this. We'll be getting into all of that. We'll be looking ahead to the clash with Bournemouth on Saturday. We might even give a glance to the newly announced Premier League Hall of Fame later in the show. It's the Chelsea yeah. fan show. Me, Matt Beadle, with the boys from the Chelsea fan cast and a, a nod of appreciation from Jonathan Kidd. News to me, but yeah, hello everybody. <laughs> hello. And back, bigger, better than ever, it's the Stamford Chidge. Return of the Chidge. <laughs> Return of the Chidge. It's really good to be back, man. And do you know what? When, I mean, I know I've been completely away and I know I've I've done a few with Skype, but it's it's like listening to your own funeral. You've done your time, haven't you? Chich? It's awful. Don't yeah. do it, mate. It's, if, 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 if you know, because I'm normally here and part of it all. If I kind of come in, it's I like, like the eye contact. Own... I like looking at you. I like yeah. I like that look of you, hatred you, know you the, give me. You know where the punch is coming yeah, from. I know exactly. 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 I know. It's good to be, be back. Hidden under the table normally. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brilliant. gents, we're going to start with the bad news and then go into the good news. I like the way that right. we're formatting this evening's show because it was a sobering night at Stamford Bridge earlier on this week of course a 3-0 reverse at the hands of Bayern Munich Serge Gnabry AL they did look incredibly incredibly good Stanford Chidge uh, yeah well I mean the funny thing is Matt for 45 minutes we rode our luck and we were in the game same old story not good enough to finish it uh, Bayern were a bit unlucky but we were in the game I mean I remember I turned over there was a mate because I get you know I get moved on a Champions League night yes I get exiled from the Matthew Harding upper and I was, in the, sh- I was in the shed upper and there was a mate of mine who normally sits uh, in the Matthew and I, and I kind of waved to him and he looked at me thumbs up at half time I was like yeah this is okay we're doing alright three minutes in the second half all over boom Aspie slips opens up the space Rudiger's rubbish and uh, Rudy's you know he's not looking Unbelievable. But two very well-worked clinical goals. 
the Jonathan and I talked about it afterwards, didn't we? The thing that well, impressed you talked us about it, I slumped. That yeah, made a change, didn't it? Uh, yeah. There is actually video evidence of me actually being able to talk on on, on our show, but you know, and we I slowly just fell out of shot. Yeah, I know you were not happy though; you were sad. But we were talking about the pace down their left-hand side. Phenomenal, Alphonse. Phenomenal, Alphonse Alphonse Davies. Yeah, oh my incredible. god! Wow, yeah. they just motor. They Even reminded me of City, a German version of City. They had so much possession against us, Matt. But also you the know? pressing as well was absolutely yeah, magnificent. Really good team, you just thought. what a fit team as yeah. well. And that chap Flick appears to have restored it hair to flick. what it was. Hair Flick, yes, hair yes. Flick. Ah, Flicky. Not, not that kind moment. of hair Flick. Oh, not that? Okay, all right. No. Yeah, for everybody at home, I did a kind of, as if I had a, a long piece of a hair. A hair, hair Flick. Yeah, hair Flick. Um, but yeah, it, was, uh, it, was, um, uh, it was depressing beyond belief. Was it really depressing? Because yeah. I, I hear what you're saying. In terms of the first half, it was almost a case well, if you have a go, we'll have a go. It was kind of ends well. We gave them extent, a go. But they we did the same things as they'd just done all season, which is... And also Mount was found out for pace. I was a little bit disappointed with that. He kept getting ahead and was always overtaking it. made you just think, are the fitness levels completely is that, different? Is that not more a testament to the pace that Alfonso Davies has rather than you know, the Not only him, Mount but it was has. the other players. It wasn't just him, it was the others as well. I just mm. Alibar. Uh, yeah, yeah. They were a cool unit. But I, you, I, know, I know you, and I know you're pr- you're prone to despondency after, uh, you know, a after seven- drubbing. No, you're, you're you're prone to despondency after Chelsea beating somebody eight nil, mate. But the reality <laughs> is, and we did talk about this, and I think this is a very salient point. That the thing that really was disappointing, Matt, was not uh, that Chelsea were rubbish or Frank's a rubbish manager. What is disappointing was the just basically the wake-up call that it is it just made me realize uh how far away we are from being competitive in the champions league's latter stages again i mean before 2014 we'd reached something like four semi-finals mm. and a quarter-final and a final and won it in 2012 you realize that we haven't won a knockout game in the Champions League since 2014, which is the year we got knocked got out of the semi-final. by, by uh, Atletico. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Do you realise that in that team that got knocked out by Atletico Madrid in 2014, we had Petr Cech, John Terry, Gary Cahill, David Luiz, Frank Lampard, uh, Aspilicueta, William Torres, uh, Hazard played in the second leg. The only one that was missing of the greatest ever Chelsea team for 10 years was Didier Drogba. Who have we got in the team now? How has that happened in the last six years that we've suddenly got a load of players who are either not good enough or never will be good enough or never were good enough? That's what the realisation yes. was for me. Yeah, and uh, Yes, and you explained that to me and I agreed with you. You did? I did, despite not yeah. really paying any attention. because I was sober. Because I was crying at the time. You were not a happy man. Well, Aww. he did say, didn't he, Frank, outclassed in pretty much every department. Said it was quite sobering, a reality check. We're going to come back to this in a moment, but we do have a caller with us huh. now. Ray wants to talk about the redevelopment of Stamford Bridge. Hello, Ray. Oh, hi there. Hello, guys. Great to have you with us. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, yeah, um, what I wanted to say was that I know that... Uh, it's quite controversial, this business of whether they go through with this redevelopment of Stanford Bridge. I mean, personally, I think they should just kind of stay as it is or perhaps just redevelop the shed end a little bit or something like that. But if they can't do that, I know you were talking the other day on the podcast about the um, they, to attract bigger players and to match the bigger teams with bigger stadiums like Arsenal and uh, Spurs and that. Um, they would need a bigger capacity. So what I was thinking was that if that's the case, then really and truly, I think they should pull out all the, all the stops to, to get this Ells Court deal going. I know it would be a shame to leave the bridge, 
But it seems to me that looking at about the plans that they've got for the bridge, and it's a, it's a very difficult um, ground to develop the way it is. Plus, this terrible thing about having to move away maybe for four years to Wembley or wherever, which I think would be an absolute disaster. At least if it was at Old's Court, they could carry on playing at the bridge until it's done and then move straight in. Um, if that's the case, I know that uh, it's not it's not clear whether or not Old's Court is available, but if it is, if they can get that move, I think that would be the right thing, even though it's a shame to leave the bridge after all these years. Hello, Ray. Good to hear from you again. Thank um, you. Yeah, it's, nice to hear from you. It's yeah. a real thorny issue, isn't it? And I, and I actually do think it, 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 and I'm not deliberately trying to swing it back into what we were talking about, about Bayern, but it is relevant. Mm. Because it, it seeds into my point about how far away we are as a club, I think, from getting back to where we were pre-2014. The whole landscape has changed dramatically. The rise of the super-rich clubs like PSG and Man City, uh, the Barcelonas and Real Madrid are always getting richer and richer and richer. FFP has seriously constrained our ability. I mean, right now, Chelsea would probably need to spend half a billion on players to get back to where they were. I mean, Pep Guardiola said in 2015 that we needed to buy 10 quality players. We now realise how right he probably was. Now, all that is going ahead as well in in the landscape of a stadium that can only fit in 42,000 people. So Spurs are now coining 100 million a year in terms of an uplift in their matchday revenue, which we can't do. So I think you're right, Ray. I think a really hard decision needs to be taken, which is what kind of a football club do we want to be? Do we want to be Arsenal and finish fourth every year and then get knocked out in the round of 16? Or do we want to be competing for European titles like we were for 10 years? And to do that, a lot needs to change. You know, better players uh, and certainly probably a bigger stadium to be able to compete or at least try and catch up with these much bigger clubs. And I don't know the answer, Ray. They can't I have develop to... the shed end at all. Well, it's impossible. I, I cannot see... Because well, here's not the... allowed to because the... of, the, cause of the, 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 the dwellings No, no, exactly. It. But that the, the current plans for the stadium rebuild at Stamford Bridge will lift the capacity by 20,000 but, but, but only 10,000 fans yeah. it, and I, I always felt that the, the billion pounds that it would now cost it just makes it completely uneconomic or not viable to do that it just makes no sense and Ray absolutely bang on by the way mate plus the four years that we'd have to be at Wembley and you would lose half the fan base I know this for a fact you know, we, the, the trust used to survey this year upon year upon year upon year, and the number of people that said, "Well, they just jack it in," is about fifty percent. So you would hope that the that Earl's Court, if it was still available, which is there's a, there are rumours about heard, that. There are rumours, but I've heard that there's there's no will uh, on the on Up the part the of the owners. Uh, well, no, it's the council that are now involved because I think it's the Capita Group have pulled out of the big development there. Right. That's why these rumours have started. But I don't think there's any will on the council side to do to to do a deal with that, from what I understand. So so. Ray, just to, to come back to you on this, what I'm going to pick up on what Chid just said there in terms of Spurs coining it in at the moment. Do you do you think that there is a direct correlation between having a bigger stadium and then earning success? Because I suppose you can look at Arsenal, perhaps. You know, moving to the Emirates in 2006, it took them a good, what, nine years to get another trophy? Maybe slightly less than that in the FA Cup. And that was the FA Cup. Yes, they then won two successive FA Cups. But does moving into a, a, a swanky new stadium instantly mean that success is going to come? Well, no, that's what worries me. I'm not sure it does because um, the, the amount of money that it costs, you know, would you, how long would it take with the extra capacity of the stadium to get that, to get that, that money back? 
Um, you know, they're talking, you know, I don't know how many, only about half a billion pounds or whatever it is. How long would it take, you know, with the extra few thousand? And also, it's been said many times that the majority of the money now comes in from TV yeah. rights um, rather than the gate receipts. So, uh, you know, and, and the other worry is, you know, I'd hate to say it, but would we fill a stadium 60-odd thousand? Every week. Only if we're playing in the Champions League, Ray. Yeah. That's yeah. the reality. I mean, there is a there is a counter-argument to all of this, which I think you're alluding to, Ray, and you're dead right. Uh, right now, if you, if you Google Deloitte's Football Money League, it'll tell you exactly what the proportions are, but we only get 15% of our total revenue from what they call match day income. So that's ticket sales and whatever you make on a match day. Uh, you know, most of the revenue does come from broadcast and the remainder comes from commercial, but that's still considerably higher than match day revenue. So... You could argue that you could just stay at the stadium and and plough the money that you would have otherwise put into the state, a new stadium, into the playing staff. But, of course, the trouble that we have is that we're bankrolled by Raymond and FFP will prohibit us from spending, as I said, the half a billion pounds that I think they probably need to spend to get a team that were at the kind of levels that we saw, you know, before 2014. But it's a real conundrum, uh, Ray. I've, I, funny enough, I've written... A, the reason I, I'm sounding a bit more lucid than I normally do on anything, <laughs> let alone this matter, is I've just written my latest Football London piece on this very issue and that kind of conundrum. But it is a conundrum. Ray, yeah. thank, thanks very much for calling in. Really, thank you, And a great topic as well. It I'm is. really torn on this, fellas. Me because, too, Matt. Me I too. mean, we, we, we've often spoken back in the heady fans forum days, Chidge, on a Sunday oh, afternoon God, about yeah, I remember tradition those, I remember and, those days. <laughs> and, and the romanticism of football. And listen, Stamford Bridge has been redeveloped already numerous times, of course, since, since back in the day. Exactly. We talk about. The only bit that's there still... Is the East End, and that was new in 1973. Where I sit, where you sit, <laughs> the posh seats. But in terms of that new stadium, I'm very much a a stickler for tradition, and you know I think Stamford Bridge is a great stadium. And you've seen what Spurs have done. Yes, listen, the the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium by all accounts is, is one of the, the greatest stadiums in the world of football yeah, now. It is, but. They still need to call it the toilet bowl, like, though. And it doesn't look like that'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? That doesn't look like they're going to win anything this season just yet. No, no. They don't look like they're going to win anything too soon. We've seen with Arsenal, and I just yeah. fear that suddenly Chelsea lose a bit of the identity by moving to a new ground. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I you know, there's a well. The, well, <laughs> the one thing we didn't mention was the CPO, Jonathan. Yeah, yeah. That issue. What do you do about that? Yes, which is the Chelsea pitch owners yeah. who uh, own the that they own what the surrounding not only the the ground they own yeah. the surrounding. Um, well, they own the, the, they own the footprint. The, the footprint, yeah. yeah the they, you thing. know they've missed a marketing trick there. Go on. Free CPO. <laughs> <laughs> on the, oh, with, with Anthony Davis advertising <laughs> yes. it. Oh, on that note, I think we might move on, Chiz. Okay. A lovely but, way but to finish. Tumbleweed, tumbleweed. No, but no, it was good. Can I, can I link something in Go when on, you have the good. moment? Yes. No, just is that... Um, they're talking at the moment. The, the the response on social media has been that the there are eight to ten players that will be axed was the word that was used in the summer because they've all been so dreadful this year. And uh, I'm just intrigued by this knee jerk response, which Frank actually was was mentioned on uh, his press conference today. Said that that there are all these rumours are completely ridiculous, and yet you could see them. Selling several or letting can some of them come, go. I want to come, talk, yes, about talk about this. Yeah, after, yeah I'm interested in in these eight to ten players yeah, will be yeah. as well. This is yeah. the Chelsea fan show. We've got those eight to ten players coming up. Giving your team a voice. Love Sport Radio. 
It's the Chelsea Fan Show here on Love Sport. Me, Matt Boodle, with the boys from the Chelsea Fan Cast, Jonathan Kidd and Stamford Chidge. Now, kiddo, you teased us. <laughs> Before the He's the king of the, the teaser, mate. You know <laughs> such that. such a tease. <laughs> he is. <laughs> Leapt into action just there. Eight to ten players apparently set for the axe. The now, axe. That was the word that was used. The axe. That's not and, enough, Matt. And well, I, surely I this is a knee-jerk. Surely. No, well, I, I said it, but apparently so did Frank. Said Frank today at the, at the presser said it was uh, a knee-jerk. But if you think about it, um, how many players have to come to that, the... Though, yeah, of course he is. How many players have come to the end of their contracts? Um, Pedro, do, do, do you want to do a head Giroux. count? Yes, do, do a head yeah. count. Go on, off you go. Uh, um, uh, Giroud. Yeah. Um, William. Uh, well, William was actually, there was an interview on a Brazil, with a Brazilian TV yeah, channel. Did you see it? He where wants he's three saying, years. He wants three years. Well, if, if that's a deliberately a contract breaker because they're never going to give him, he'd get, be 35. Get more, more for murder these he days. Would. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he would. Um, yeah, William will be off. So that's three. Emerson wanted to go before Christmas. That's four. 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 Um, drink water. Uh, drink, no, no, no. We, 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 we got to clear the. Uh, no, are we clearing all the? Uh, yeah, all the all Bakayoko. Maratta. Maratta. That's. Uh, I mean, well, but but some of them okay, are going to get money let's for. Let's make it easier. No, but let's, how about some of the others? Actually, Kepper. Kepper. Let, let's stick with the ones that are actually in in, in, the team. in Chelsea. Yeah, at the yeah. Moment. Chelsea at the Otherwise, moment. we'll be here for two yeah, hours, yeah, Matt. Yeah. This is the extent of the problem. Yeah, the problem. Yeah. Well, Miazga, Hector. They've still got these players. Marco Van Ginkel. He's still there. He's still there. He is. Yeah, Babaraman. They've still got Babaraman. So. Listen, this <laughs> is... Well, let's go through the other ones. This is all quickly. coming from... Uh, quickly. OK, go on. So we, we, we've, won, so. we've, won, we've beaten Spurs and now we've lost against Bayern Munich. It does feel like after the euphoria of last weekend to the, the sorrow of midweek, suddenly it's like, nah, that's it, we're not well, good it, enough, we've got no, to get rid of a load it's of players. True that we, it's true, because... But this it's, was think, true at the beginning of the season. At the beginning of the yeah? season, yeah. Yes. Well, and also, uh, he's, he managed to... Uh, to stretch his resources with a with a way of playing a tactic that he's now failed to duplicate duplicate. No, so no, 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 no. Yeah, you did. He's been They're found not... out by a very, very, very good side. No, no, they, in this instance, but also I think in the Premier League as well. Is oh, that still They're fourth, not, mate. But they're not. Pl- <laughs> Everybody else is. Well, it's the lowest total probably they will matter. ever achieve. Chelsea, if anybody Chelsea gets won the league into, in into 90, the... Chelsea won the league in 1955 with the lowest total ever, 53 points. Yeah. Well, they still won the league. <laughs> All right. Yeah. But, but, excuse me. What, we, we're talking about the, the <laughs> 1953 I mean, side. There. <laughs> <laughs> I was there in spirit. You were there so, in person. <laughs> so, gents, eight to ten players. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So yeah. let's let's bring us try back to and, the, yeah, to let, this straight and narrow. Let's figure here. this out. So, actually, let's go yeah. through them. So, if you can tot up, this is not talking you. about the loan, the ones out on no, loan. No, no. The but there's still there's still money to be had from them. Absolutely. You know, but, like Maratta's fifty million. They're they're going to get some of that back. They haven't paid for that yet. Atletico mm-hmm. apparently he was terrible during the week. So, but um, well, perhaps they might throw him back at Chelsea. That would be an interesting thing, wouldn't it? So we've. Right, yeah. we've, we've got players currently in the yeah, side of those yeah. out of contract of course William yeah, we don't know what's yeah, happening there we've yeah. got Pedro, Pedro we've got Giroud, Giroud we've got Van Ginkel I mentioned yeah, yeah, and yeah, no, Willie, he's one, he's one of the Cal- other ones Cal- Cal- Van Ginkel yeah, no, no, okay, no. we won't mention no, him we've got, we've got um, uh, Kepa's a possibility that, that he might go and be swapped isn't, it? isn't that the case in that case Chidge for Oblak he's looking at yeah for Oblak that's right um, there's Chidge's phone's gone off um, there's um, <laughs> Alonso. Al- there's Alonso, who uh, Frank doesn't rate, and he only seems to be able to play in uh, the three-five-two-one setup. He can't play in a normal four, though he played quite. He played okay actually during the week, weirdly, and he was fantastic against Spurs. But you know, Spurs lost seven-two to them. So you know, is that the the level? Um, uh, Emerson wants to go. Emerson wanted to go before Christmas. Doesn't he? Trying to get back to Italy doesn't enjoy the food and the 
weather, which they normally don't in these instances. Um, how many have we got there? Um, well, this is it, right? So uh, what, what, I, what I'm keen to know, is there, no, any, be, are there any big... Because these aren't surprises to me right no, now. No, Marcus no, that's Alonso, the point. No, that's surprise. the point. No, Emerson, none of them are not a surprise. surprise at all. No, 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 absolutely. Willie, not a surprise. We, we knew contract. this, as I said at the beginning of the season. The, the, the biggest issue, really, I mean, we were Barkley. having a quick chat... Barkley. Big quick chat about this, uh, weren't we, in the break. The, the, the bigger problem is is that, yes, we all know that there is a lot of dead weight in the club. It's all due to some very poor purchases and legacies of constant managerial changes over the last six years at least. It will take two, three, four, maybe five transfer windows to get in, to repl- to get those players out, to get new players of decent enough quality in. Because you cannot go and sign you know, the 10 to 15 players that we're talking about. You know. So, as a Chelsea fan, because none you... of the youth are getting touched, they're they're obviously staying. You know. So, as a, are you then prepared to go? Do you know what? In Frank, we trust. In the system, we trust. Let's let's give it five well, years and see I where am. we are. Yeah, I think the board will as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well the board um, have to because they're yeah. the ones that are responsible and culpable for the for situation the thing, yeah. that we're in. That's the point. Yeah. Well, it depends how low the fortunes go. Of course, you know if they're. If they're possibly going to be relegated, I suspect that even Frank wouldn't start. They wouldn't uh, stand by Frank for that. But that's way. I mean, that's not going to happen, is it? Listen, let's know be realistic. Chelsea are not going to go I, down. I really don't think. So. I think. I think what this year has proved fundamentally, and this is really important, actually, J.K. Uh, not least because I've only just thought of it. But uh, <laughs> what this season has proved is that we can compete in the Premier League just about. You know, we we are we we, we thought at the beginning of the season we thought oh you know it might be mid table yeah, 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 might true. be a bit touch and go we We're lucky all, if we get we, gen- we genuinely thought that yeah. what this season has proved is that even with a load of has has been and past it players and youngsters we are still good enough to get top ten but is that because of the state of the Premier League it at could the moment? be but yeah. we are yeah. that's the Regardless. fact okay. but we are not good enough to compete in the latter stages of the yeah. Champions League yeah. we're a Europa. Uh, but, league level team effect. But I'd actually also like to, to suggest there has been a deterioration in the way this team have played this year. Yeah, but that's, oh, that's inevitable. Well, no, no, but uh, it was even inevitable. I'm as combobulated a blob as you are. Is that because against Ajax, the two performances were far yeah. superior to the one that we saw yeah. during the week. So you wonder what has actually occurred, whether there's, they've just exhausted yeah. or um, yeah. they're not playing the tactics. I mean, uh, from a pressing point of view, I was so in, intrigued by the, the way that they hunted in packs, the Bayern players, and we just occasionally... Mount once again tried his best to be the one person doing the pressing, but they just sat back and you thought, this is not the team that we started with. Are you a team player? With. Or, are you, or are you an individual I'm in the team? both. <laughs> you can't be both. There is... You can't be both. I'm a man and I'm a woman. You might as well have said that. There is an element here, and you mentioned being in the top four, gents. Not since match day eight have Chelsea been lower than fourth spot. So regardless of what else is happening yeah, in the Premier exactly. League, that's very impressive. You came up against the Bayern side who have recorded the best ever yeah. record in uh, a group the stage of the Champions League in yeah. Champions yeah. League yeah, history. history. There is a stat as well I saw this week in terms of mental fatigue, mental tiredness, that Chelsea outscore, I think, any other team in the Premier League so far this season the in those 15-minute slots up until the final half an hour, 15 minutes of games. How interesting. So it's something to do yes. perhaps with that concentration yes. towards the end yes. of those 90 minutes. And this is... This I is, love this, stats This like was that. inevitable... And inevitable, even yeah. <laughs> that uh, this would happen to Chelsea this season because this is the one. This is one of the issues you have with youngsters. Shish. None of these youngsters have played in the Premier League. It is incredibly demanding mentally and physically, and they are not used to it. So we always knew that their performance would drop off anyway. We always thought that it might be inconsistent because youngsters are. Uh, the other and the other issue is some of the more experienced players are getting older. Aspie's legs are going. 
right? Yes, Giroud yes. can't play two matches yes, in a row. Yes, Alonso, uh, you know, he never Poor had much man. pace. No. But, you know, so there's a lot of players in there who are getting past their best and are feeling it more. So I am not surprised that Chelsea's performance is dropping off towards the end of the season because the youngsters are not used to it and the old, old ones can't cope with that anymore. And I think as well, the game in midweek is... Listen, you have to kind of look at the positives and I fully believe that's what Frank Lampard will do. But in terms of it being a defining result in his early tenure so far he can look at that and go do you know what okay things need to change much like when remember when Chelsea spanked Arsene Wenger on his 1000th yeah. game I think it was was it 6 or something that was a defining moment in a different sense and it was a case of right Arsene it's time to go and he hung on for a few more seasons when he should have left after that for me that was a defining that's it that's the, the, the change of the tide at Arsenal with Chelsea I think this is very much a case of okay We've been humbled, really, at the hands of a brilliant That's Bayern a Munich team. For it. Yeah. And, and, and we're yeah. not up to yeah. it. So now we look at what we do from no, here but on Also, in. you would hope that the players would, would uh, learn from that and go, well, this is really what we've got to aspire to. And Frank will be telling them that at the moment and saying, look, you know, I, I, with a few tweaks, I can make this team as good as that one. But there is a decision to be made here by the club. They have to want this. If they yeah. want to get back yeah. to where we were yeah. before 2014, yeah. it's going to take huge cojones, a lot of patience, a lot of money, a lot of time. Does it have to? Blooming does good Roman players. have to be involved in this? Well, of course he does because he's he's already. I know he, he already put he always is. I know last year. year, but you wonder whether he's he's losing interest. Well, he's going to have to. He's going to have to want it because yeah. if they don't, yeah. if on the other hand, Matt, and this is my fear about the arsonification of Chelsea. If, on the other hand, they work out as a business plan and a business model, they still make as much money in all the areas they make money from by the club finishing fourth and getting knocked out of the mm. round of 16, then, you know, all hope is over, My mate. season ticket's gone up 3%. Well, my season ticket will be going in the bin if that happens. Mm. Because I, I, that's not what I want. Mm. Okay. It's business over football. Forget it. Well, let's very quickly, because I don't think we can let the show pass. We're going to move on, of course, to the game with Bournemouth. We're going to look at the Premier League Hall of Fame as well and just get some ideas of what you guys think should be added well, Jonathan to... Jonathan should be in it for a start. Oh, absolutely, obviously. yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. But we can't let the show pass, with my Jess, rattle. without mentioning the game with Spurs last weekend, because Brilliant. this was Jose Mourinho, of course, and quite a comprehensive victory Spanked over him. Jose Mourinho. First Chelsea team to do a double over a Jose Mourinho yeah. side. Well, no, first to any team. Is no it, team... Is it, is it any team no ever? No team has done the double. No, Hang on. So, no team that he has managed before has, has done the, the double, double over Mourinho. And remember, he's managed more than Chelsea. Mm. Yeah? You with me? Oh, it's not just that no team has ever done no, the double over it's, him. It's, it's, it's the, the team that he's managed yeah. before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, fair play to Frank. I mean, what was lovely about that, Matt, because we, we, we talked about it a little bit, didn't we, mm. uh, on the show the other week, that uh, Leipzig had played the same system that Chelsea had against Tottenham when Tottenham when when we beat Tottenham up at White Hart Lane and I wondered whether we would do the same again and lo and behold he digs out you know he basically like like Dracula wakes wakes, uh, wakes Alonso, Alonso up, up out of his yeah. crypt yeah. brings him on to play yeah. plays br- I mean my god Matt that Alonso goal was like lovely. like Carlos Alberto lovely it yeah. was just Phenomenal. beautiful I, l- I had such a good v- I'm sitting he, right behind he played him. out of his skin him. though Alonso he in did. that game with he that did. right-footed volley well, yeah. almost scored but then he hit the bar with a free kick yeah. anybody think should have had a hat-trick yeah they, perhaps he should just play 
play out. Well, front. I wonder if maybe that, you know, the thing about it is, is that we look better defensively with three at the back and we look yeah. better going forward. Yeah, well, perhaps you'll play that tomorrow. You know, the two, but I thought Mount and Barkley playing yeah, Mount, behind Mount Giroud. was much better. Brilliant. Barkley actually looked a decent player, he which he didn't during the week, unfortunately. Yeah, well, he was men against boys in that Bayern match. I it? thought it was men against not very good men. Yeah, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it seemed to get the best out of what they had. But what is remarkable... I mean, here's the thing, Matt. We we, saw, we talked about this on Monday, didn't we? And, mm. and again mm. on Tuesday. Mm. We weren't sure. Were we really, really good? Or were Spurs just absolutely rubbish? Um, I think that you were far superior than Spurs. I, I think it was a classic case of Jose Mourinho actually typically having an excuse straight away and going, we've got no fit strikers. It's a terrible situation so for us. In. But yeah, absolutely. Chucked it in. Wow. Set his stall out in a classic way that Jose Mourinho would. Didn't take the game to Chelsea at all. And yeah. if Other we're going than, on... uh, than Mora, who did a kind of couple of shots. Yeah, but I mean... Good. He's a decent player. He's a Mora. decent player, but a couple of shots that you'd expect yeah. any yeah. decent striker to get away, especially with the players backing him up as well. I thought they were very fortunate that it was 2-1 at the end of the day and they might have even nicked a draw, I mean, a long way off. But I think that Mourinho had given up before. He'd even started the game. Wow. It's possible. I think he's done that before. He's done that like with it. United. Do you think he was trying to tell uh, uh, Levy something about what was, uh, whether he does that? Because he then he then made his same statement about saying, I'm afraid I haven't got the, the players. You know, well, I, that's was fine, he just making he, but, a statement about Son and Kane? But, but he had a January transfer window. Yeah, regard, he knew that Harry Kane was going to be out. He didn't bring anyone in. He yeah. has got an opportunity now to bring in a free agent if he really tried wants to. to. Giroud, tried to buy Giroud, didn't Tried they? to get Giroud in. Who, by the way, was that 14 goals in 14 starts for Olivier yeah, Giroud? and now? he was superb against Spurs. I mean, yeah. you know, he's the thing about Oli Giroud, I mean, there had actually been quite a clamour, and you'll know this having done this show, but there had been quite a clamour to get him involved if Abraham's not fit, because Mitchie Batshuayi is pony, Ooh. mate. He's absolutely awful. Well, he, he's good Bless for 10 him. minutes, He's a he? lovely lad, but he's not any. He's not a footballer. He's not a footballer. So, uh, you know, it was great to see Giroud start. I like, I've always liked Oli Giroud. I remember his debut, or it might have been his debut goals. It was down at Southampton. I was down there for that. And, he, and we were 2-1 down and absolutely awful. And he came on. And he just turned the whole thing around, and he was so up for it and so pumped up. It is, you know, he's a proper old pro, passionate about the game, really up for it, and he's skillful. Mm. He holds the ball up. That, that his goal, Brilliant. his Love goal him. was actually terrific. Uh, striker's goal wasn't, wasn't it? it? Just uh, one touch, bam, straight into. Lovely, the, uh, great finish. Yeah, great finish. Yeah. I mean, his goal against Islot the other day was great. Apart from the fact his size eleven was offside, but <laughs> what a great header! Yeah, absolutely. He's, sharp, he's a very good player. Isn't yeah. He's a good striker. We know that he can do a job, and he might be called into action well, tomorrow ta- against ta- ta- Bournemouth out because Tammy yeah, is yeah, indeed out. out. Yeah. We're going to get into that next on the Chelsea Fan Show. Cheech, J.K. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. (laughs) It's all too much. (laughs) I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. 
Ah, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy, I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. We've all got one, and we're not afraid to put it on display. Our opinions, that is. Share yours now at Love Sport Radio on Twitter, or call us 0208 70 20 558. Love Sport Radio, your fan station. Chelsea fan show, me, Matt Beadle, with the boys from the Chelsea Fancast. Jonathan Kidd and Stamford Chidge returning evening. to the show. Delighted yes. to have him here, to of course. Now, gents, it is Bournemouth up next, and there are a whole bunch of classic football coincidences going into this one. Now, not a coincidence, but two defeats on the bounce to Bournemouth, of course, in the Premier League, hoping to avoid a third. Now, lost 3-0 in the week to Bayern Munich, the last team to win 3-0 at Stamford Bridge. Bournemouth in January 2018. Now, that was followed by a 4-1 defeat at Watford when Timu Bakayoko was sent off, and he was the last player to be sent off prior to this midweek's game against Bayern Munich with Marcus Alonso going off. So a few connections there, but ultimately a big game against Bournemouth, a team desperate to avoid uh, relegation from the Premier League. Chidge, what, what do you think Frank is going to do? Because we know there are injuries. Pulisic's still out. Angolo Kante's still out. Abe, we spoke about Tammy. He's out. Callum Hudson-Odoi out. out as well. Ruben Loftus-Cheek well, back in training. As Ari, Ari Redner was like, down to bare bones, Jonathan, which we are. I mean, this is the other. there is a mitigation. Isn't it funny how everybody, even us, you know, we should know better, we we leap on, on, on narratives. But nobody's mentioned how... How, how much we're struggling with injuries at the moment. And actually, Pat, possibly to Frank's credit, he doesn't ever use that as an excuse. But we are struggling. Look, here's the question. If Oli Giroud can play another 90 minutes, having played... How much did he play on... Uh, 70. Played 70 against Bayern. How much did he play against Spurs? Uh, 80. So, you know, it's touch and go, isn't it? We might, it, might, yeah. it might be Batch UI starting... He because I, I really do worry whether actually Giroud's got it in him to play... He was very tired you know, in the more Spurs than once game. And he looked, uh, yeah, it was too much for him. So that's the, an uh, issue. For Bayern, yeah. But, you know, I don't know. Do you think he'll go back to, uh, you know, the usual 4 Well, he changed four, three, it three, against or? Bayern. He went back to 4, didn't he, halfway yeah. uh, in, the, in the second half after the three goals. I mean, he seemed to actually look slightly better. But he picked better. exactly the same team as he picked he did for before. Spurs, Well, they were he? so good. They were. Why not? You know, so why not? Yeah. Um, uh, It'd be interesting to see whether who's on the bench. Well, would he give? He seems to have a lot of faith in Gilmore. He seems to be presenting him as an alternative. And there is also, um, he's mentioned even the, the press conferences today that, uh, that Loftus Cheek was about. Now I'm I'm really bemused about that. Yeah, I don't I'm get that. Very at all. nervous about it. Yeah, actually. completely. Yeah. But he won. Well, they're, they're elite. 
in the sense that he's not fit enough yet. Well, he's also he's he's about half the size. It's absolutely bizarre. He was this huge hullet-like creature before, and he's now uh, this slim, svelte, rather you know greyhound-like character. And you think, well, is and obviously they've been they've been. uh, But you know, I checking him in in training, so it might might be that was the reason that he was injured. Yeah, but I did say that. You know, because he was such a big unit. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, an Achilles injury, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm not a doctor, Matt, but, you know, it's a weight-bearing It's associated with everything. Issue, Achilles, isn't it? Yeah, so maybe, back as well. Maybe, like, yeah. you know, lose the I remember one. Spackman had a terrible yeah, um, Achilles in, uh, problem, and that was down to his back, it was established. Yeah. And we know that Loftus-Cheek has a very, has a, a long-standing back standing issue. back problem. So perhaps they're happy with his weight now. Maybe they, might, that, that, yeah. they might have achieved that. Being just to see how it's affected him as a player. I bet he he's gone vegan, mate. And, uh, as well. I bet yeah, he, no, yeah. I don't know, but I bet he has. I bet he has, yeah. That's how I've, I've become so svelte, like you Yeah, see. you have, actually. Everybody in Radio Land listening to this, Chidge is like a... Yeah, for uh, those of you listening in black oh, and white, oh, I'm a lot less a, fat. Yeah, he's, he's, a, <laughs> he's, a, he's a, a parody of his former self. Well, I'm definitely a parody. Yeah. That's the first time I've ever heard it called that. The good thing going into this weekend, gents, is that <laughs> this is the first of five clubs that Chelsea play between now and the end of the Premier League season that are in the bottom five. So you're playing all of the current bottom five, which I think can only be a good thing. And when you look well, at the six pointers still to be played at the, t- do you not agree with that, Kidona? Well, 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 it just is the question of what they do. We've we've worked out that we can't. Um, uh, as it, yeah, what are you showing me? The Premier League as it stands now. It's in your it's in your running order, love. What is the running? Yeah, I know, I know. Shall I read I, it? I didn't, no, I don't need to have the right. I just wanted to say you, that... You've committed if, if, it to memory? No, no, I'm not, I'm not caring about like, that. I'm like just the saying, It's already been established that we're playing people who are below us. Yeah. And the trouble is, is they will, if they play, uh, if they park the bus, we've we've worked out, we're not very good at scoring against Yeah, but it. we're playing one, two, three, four, four of them away. Which this season yeah, would still, potentially it, be a good thing, right? Considering well, your, because your they win all the time. Well, you hope so, yeah. Because well, yeah, but they, they'll they'll still park the bus even even well. Bournemouth tend not to, but no, he's very very strong. Um, what's his face? My mind's gone. The manager Eddie Howe, Eddie Howe of uh, of of defending really rather stoutly. Yeah, Aki's back to yeah, him. and then they and then they break, which is exactly has been our undoing all season. Yeah, that's how they bossed four so, nil, Matt. Last year, yeah, under Surrey, absolutely. That was one of the nadirs. Oh, it for was, me. it was a very low moment. I didn't just want him out; I wanted him terminated. You wanted, yeah, you wanted. <laughs> that was yeah. a defi- certainly a defining moment <laughs> under Maurizio Sarri. Sticks. If if we do apparently, look at that, apparently now Juve, he's uh, he's finding it difficult to uh, get his message across to the players and getting them to play the way that he wants. Did you, you see, ever heard that before? Did anywhere? you see him uh, during midweek? Did you see him in the game uh, in midweek against Leon as he was coming out of his dugout and he had the uh, he wasn't just chewing gum he had one of those proper fake cigarettes like just, right. just sort of hanging <laughs> at the corner of his mouth. You know when people fake? have a cigarette uh, a cigarette sorry you know when they have a cigarette and they speak before they yeah, lit yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, one yeah. of my real bugbears I can't take the cigarette out of your mouth and then speak to me. Yeah, yeah. But he he kind of had that. <laughs> he sort of in the corner of his mouth yeah, just yeah, sort of like yeah. chewing it like tobacco. Really odd. Yeah. You look at that and you think, what are you doing? I mean, it's a real old school hark back, isn't it? That he has that. But you just think, surely you can wait do you 90 know, minutes. Do you know yeah, but he couldn't. He was just, that's why no, he was he chewing all the butts all the yeah, way through the, the Chelsea games. Matt, Matt, the players at, at Cobham, they hated it. They hated it because apparently uh, Sarri would, would smoke. They, he had his little kind of domain at Cobham, you know, little space. And, mm. he, would, and he, he and the coaches would congregate there and they would all smoke. And these are athletes, it's highly disgusting. tuned athletes. They don't like it. No. And he would s- smoke, didn't give a damn about it, and they, re- they hated him for that. Madness. Do you Absolute wonder why, why there's this issue with Sarri and the players? Because they don't want a, a guy who's sticking a smoke wandering around them all the time. And 
and they did they would they would stand i mean if you've been to cobham you know there's a little balcony there and they'd all be sitting there talking italian smoking their fags and players really didn't like it there you go well if we look at the, the plume of smoke came up the allegedly, other side, like, yeah. like, allegedly. Like, like the pope was it white smoke or white well it should smoke? be shouldn't it yeah, yeah, yeah. At the other end of the table, gents, let's look at that. We'll move on from Surrey. We, we've stopped talking about Surrey. No, we'll, he's been we'll get hate mail. We don't yeah. want that. <laughs> um, and this is, I mean, we've spoken about playing the bottom five. In terms of those in the top ten, I suppose you could say, from the from the Champions League spots down to tenth place and those six pointers still to be played in the Premier League this season, Chelsea have the fewest. It's Sheffield United away from home and Wolves at home. So in terms of the running amongst all the other teams in that third oh, Liverpool spot. away, mate. Sorry? Liverpool away. What's that for? That, that's... Well, OK, now I know what you're saying. You're saying that... Well, that's I think that's what my, my thing says here. The ones in yellow are basically those that are competing with each other for fourth place. Yeah. Right? Uh, but we've, we've also got Liverpool away as a, the penultimate game of the season. If they're still going for their Invincibles thing... Sure. God help us. I think the Sheffield United away match is the crucial match for Chelsea in the run-in. Because I was intrigued that they dropped a point. They yeah. dropped two points the other day. Because Brighton, Wolves, because I thought they were doing wonderfully well. It, you know, Wolves might be, it might be done and dusted for Wolves by then. It might be too late for them to get in the top four. If Sheffield United are in contention, that's a real six-pointer. Well, exactly, and that's why for me, Liverpool. It's, I mean, it's not six-pointer, no. is it? Because they're top. They've won no. the league already. It, it could be one that we lose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm not convinced we'll do well against Palace. But we've been saying this for weeks, haven't we? You know, there's me writing little yellow marks about the the key fixtures against the, the competing teams. But at that stage of the season, there are teams fighting for their dear life, Matt, to try and not get relegated. And they are not, you know, we've got... We've got hammers, we've got hammers. We've got Norwich at home on the second. Well, they'll probably be down by then. But, I mean, yeah, Palace, the Palace game. West Ham, they always end up t- playing like Brazil against they us. Do. You know, for no, and then get walloped 6-0 by somebody the next week. None of these games are easy. And any team in this league is capable of beating the other team on any given day. Mm. That's why it's the greatest league in the world. It is the greatest league in the world to some extent, but just not this season. It's been pretty horrendous, in my opinion, well, this the season. season that Liverpool's going to well, win. There you go. Horrible, and it? apparently, yeah. fears from coronavirus mean that Happy maybe, days! maybe, just maybe the Premier League might get cancelled this <laughs> yeah. year. You what a surprise this. that yeah. would yeah, be! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, quite incredible news. I mean, listen, it's a conspiracy. It's, it's, it's definitely <laughs> it's a conspiracy. Who suggested, who suggested that? By yeah, the way? it's absolutely not going to happen. Is it? It's just no, another it's narrative to chuck in there. But the Premier League Hall of Fame is definitely happening. Inductees to be announced. The first inductees mid-March. We're asking all our fan shows who, if anybody, they'd enter in to that Hall of Fame. And I'm going to be asking Jonathan Kidd and Stanford Chidge that very question next. Giving your team a voice. Love Sport Radio. Chelsea fan show here on Love Sport. Me, Matt Beadle with the boys from the Chelsea fan cast. Stanford Chidge and Jonathan Kidd. Beedle. We're nearly at the end of the hour. It has flown by as it always does, gents. We've got about 12 minutes to go. Just very quickly, Omar B, thank you for your WhatsApp. Gents, he's raised quite a, an interesting has point he? here. Omar? And said, yeah, from the, st- from the start oh, of the Omar. show when we were talking about the game against Bayern Munich earlier in the week and we alluded to the fact that this was a young side. He said that Bayern team no, actually right. had a younger yeah. average age. Than the Chelsea team. He's, he's apt, thank you, Omar. Um, in, in, in mitigation, uh, I did mention that in the article, what I have written. And you're right. The, the biggest problem that we found was what, JK? It wasn't the youngsters, was it? It was the, the experienced experience players, players letting yeah, yeah. them down. Whereas all the Bayern yeah. experienced players, if you look at Lewandowski yeah. and, and, and Muller, and uh, who were the other? There were a couple Thomas of others. Thomas <laughs> You had Boateng in there. Yeah, Thiago yeah, came yeah. on. They're all Alaba. Yeah, they're all, Alaba, yeah. They've, they're all um, top top players. Yeah. Whereas the difference is, is the Chelsea 
the Chelsea to experience to, uh, uh, you may have may have been top top players but aren't anymore whereas they've managed to maintain that level of, of competence and, and that's kind of the point I was making earlier yeah. was off on yeah. a rant you know there's that we've got a mixture of, of, of promising talented young players who are not yet at that level and you wouldn't expect them to be we, we didn't expect them to be as good as they have been in the Premier League this year let alone the Champions League and then the rest of them either were good once but are past it or were never good enough or will never be good enough you know I mean Barkley I'm sorry he's now in the experienced player column for me he is yeah. not a promising youngster he's 27 mm. 27 mate so yeah, you know sporadic, he gets um, away with it people think he's a young player he's not a young player no, he isn't anymore. Tammy Abraham is 22 he's a young player to me he hasn't got to any, the same level that he played at Everton once for no, Chelsea ever so you know him William I, I like William a lot but is he's woefully inconsistent. Pedro passed his best. Oh, Giroud completely. passed his best. Yeah. Jorginho maybe not maybe. good enough that's at that the, level. One of the others we were talking. Yeah, in fact, he was, Jorginho was mentioned as one of the players to go. Well, he's not good enough at that level. It, indeed, he's absolutely. never proved it at that no, level. No, I don't think he's good no. enough for Champions League at level. that level. If you want to go and win a Champions League, I don't think he's he's the guy that you know your Kovacic key player is. Kovacic potentially yeah I think. but as I said the, the key thing is to c contrast that <coughs> team we saw on, oh, on Tuesday night completely. with the team that got knocked out by Atletico Madrid okay yeah, yeah I mean yeah. There's n that team had four of the greatest Chelsea players good segue Matt four of the greatest Chelsea players of all time <laughs> nobody will remember G Jorginho will be a footnote on the footnote of the footnote of Chelsea's history in 50 years time and on that note, Stanford Chidge, there we go. It's almost like we planned it. Brilliant stuff. There You're you right. Go. And the Premier League have <laughs> announced this week, haven't they, that there's going to be a Hall of Fame. This has gone mental all across the Twitter sphere, of course. Many arguments to be had over this one. The debate will rumble on until around mid-March when they announce their first inductees to this coveted Hall of Fame. We're asking all our fans who they would have. Now, in essence, I suppose this could be quite a short conversation, gents, because I imagine there are three names that I can imagine straight off the top of that list that will come out of your mouth. But let's discuss, in terms of Hall of Fame inductees from Chelsea, it's about, who are you going for? It couldn't, for me... How many, how many are we allowed here? Well, I'm going to choose one. I'm going to make it really easy. It's the easiest choice for any team in the Premier League. If it's not Frank Lampard, Frank Lampard. I'll eat this microphone. <laughs> if we're talking Premier League, he is the greatest Premier League midfielder, certainly statistically, yeah. ever. It's un, it's, there's no argument. You can argue about Skulls being a better passer... Roy Keane being, being a better fowler, Gerrard being a better leader, but statistically, no midfielder in the Premier League has scored more goals than Frank Lampard. Boom. Mic yeah. drop. Yeah. <laughs> mic, I, mic drop rather than mic eat. Can I just, <laughs> can I throw some more people in just for well, the hell of it? Well, it would be a bit boring if you didn't. Uh, no, thank you very much. <laughs> it would be a bit, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, and Didier, of course, Didier. I can call him Didier Indeedy, because I've never Indeedy, met, I've never Indeedy, met him. Yeah. Indeedy, <laughs> Indeedy. Indeedy. Indeedy, yeah, I have. And I'd like to throw a, a sort of curved ball in here to Who use a slightly, slightly baseball metaphor um, by suggesting uh, Rude Hullet, um, who uh, to me was uh, um, a seminal signing for Chelsea, which set it all off. And, uh, and another great player who should never have left was... Uh, uh, was Iron Robin, who was completely phenomenal for Chelsea in that season when they won, and and um, Ricardo Carvalho, absolutely superb players. He gets the Hall of Fame for the uh, most Lord Percy look-alike yeah, player yeah. of all time in the Premier League. Yeah. So Rude Hullet is. Anybody gets that reference? 
that 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 fascinates me. That one. We're not back on the old eight. What was the Robotnik alien <laughs> job <laughs> one that I missed what a few, was that? few what weeks was that? ago? Ah. You two bamboozle me, by the way, with ah. your comparisons. Ah. I can never ah. quite get it. <laughs> was it Dave D. Josie McInchich? It was that one. It was Zabadak, wasn't it? Something no, like it that. Something yeah. like that. That's yeah. the Bonzo Dog Doodah band. No, it's not. Isn't it? No. Oh, okay. They were similar. They were related. That was in the canyons of your mind. Oh, very probably. Yeah. But, but Rude Hullet. So it's you make. And this is the beauty of of this conversation is because we get these curveballs, as you said, that that crop up. I would never have thought about Rude Hullet. Now, when he came into the Premier League, having seen him in in, in my time, in terms of my age, I saw him towards the tail end of, tail end of his career in Serie A, Sampdoria, AC Milan. That's what I saw from Rude Hullet. So for him to come into the Premier League, I was like, wow. This is one heck of an acquisition that Chelsea have managed to bring into the club. Of course, became the manager. But for you, he was a seminal signing yeah, because he was. he was one of the first of his kind at that sort yeah, of Yeah, was what he represented Chelsea. as well, yeah. And Hoddle was uh, the manager at the time. And he, 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 he was like a magnet. It, it, it was a statement about what the club was potentially going to yeah, become. But... And he was also absolutely brilliant for a period. He then got a little bit complacent but uh, there were you just so he, he was it was talk about men amongst boys you suddenly realized what the standard was well, to aspire to when you had him playing for you think about the the context of, of what was going on here two years before Chelsea had Ian Porterfield as their manager yeah. you know silence exactly you know and suddenly we got I mean they I was won at Spurs they won yeah, two one at Spurs. I was excited enough to have Glenn Hoddle managers I thought that was huge uh because I, I mean, I know he was Spurs, and it's you know you're not supposed to like anybody from Spurs, but he was one of my favourite players of He'd all gone time. Gone via Swindon, mm-hmm. yeah, but he was one of my favourite players of all time growing up. He was a fantastic yeah. player, and then suddenly Hoddle brings in Rude Hullet, and the whole, I mean, you know, you talk about how did Chelsea get to be where they are today? Well, that's probably one of the key moments in it. He signed Rude Hullet, and then everything else started to fall into place. You know, the likes of Zola coming, Petrescu, Petrescu Dan, uh, Matteo, Fiore, Fiore. It all it all happened from that moment. Without Rude Hullet, none of the rest happened. He was talismanic. It's like a power sliding doors moment, mate. Yeah, it was. None of the rest of it happens yeah. without Rude Hullet yeah. turning up. Yeah. Which is the beauty of this Hall of Fame that I do hope they recognise. I mean, I imagine when those first inducted, surely it's going to be Shearer, isn't it? Straight off the bat, which it should be. Thierry Henry. 260 goals. But I do hope they look at those opening few years because the likes of Hullet, the likes of, listen, Eric Cantona, I know he wasn't in the Premier League for that long, but... Just for the, the, just for the karate kick uh, alone. Uh, well, there you go. And the league were crying out for another mercurial for, talent. For characters. You know, Paul right. Gascoigne Cantonar. was in Italy doing his thing. They yeah. were desperate. English yeah. football was Cantonar desperate for that. Definitely. And Cantona came in, was at Leeds for a short period, and then Manchester United. And the fact that he bought them their first title in 26 years, yeah. I think it's totally. those types and of players well, I that I hope they look Leeds at. before, remember. Yeah, absolutely, of yeah. course. Oh, he has to be in it, Cantona. Well, you'd like to think so, but but mentioning Hullet, I think, is, is, is really, really good. And actually, didn't the club, when he first started, didn't he play in like a, a sweeper role yeah. at the time? Yeah. I couldn't believe that. It almost looked yeah. like he was just yeah. just chilling out, just eking Matt, away his days. No, that was yeah. that, that was a kind of that was what, what no, are you going to? No, no, he, he had this ability to. Uh, I was so bemused by it. Just, he'd look up and beat players while looking around mm-hmm. for the fact that nobody had made a run at all for Chelsea. You know, John Spencer, who was uh, eager but um, inefficient, <laughs> would, uh, would uh, <laughs> <laughs> he'd, uh, he'd point he'd, he'd point uh, a kind of area for him to go into, and he'd look up and run completely the wrong way, and Hullet would just sort of. Um, hold on to the ball and then think, oh, well, I might as well. I'm in the penalty area now. He'd started off at the edge of his own penalty area, just gone, you know, sashayed through. I'll have a shot. And he'd shoot and either hit the bar or score. And you just thought, this man is just he used so, to play. so he played everywhere. superior. He could, Wherever yeah, he wanted yeah. to. Absolutely remarkable. I mean, you, you know, it, 
He's my favourite player, my favourite Chelsea player ever. Only for that, I have to say, for a season and a half, he then got a little bit slow and then finally we had the ridiculousness of him playing centre-half in the Arsenal game where we lost 2-1 and thank goodness for Hughesy scoring in the last minute. Then we went back to the bridge and uh, he didn't play Hullet then. Mm -hmm. I think he then fell out with Bates because he was was modelling his... um, his uh, T-shirts in the club shop as part right. of the deal, and Bates didn't like that. So that was he was then away allegedly. Oh, okay, good debate, gents. I'm glad that we brought that up. Well, just quickly before we end the show, sadly finish on the game with Bournemouth tomorrow. It will be the fifth leap day match in Chelsea's history. It is a leap history. day match. A fifth in history. The first so, 1908 was Sunderland at home. Won't remember that one. Did we it's win? the only one they won. Yes, 2-1 on that occasion. You had another in 64, Sheffield Wednesday away in the top flight. Lost that 3-2. 1992, Sheffield Wednesday at home. Lost that one 3-0. And this mm, one, 2000. I, I remember that. Were you? Yeah. 2000 was Marseille away in the Champions League. Remember that one? Yeah. Yeah, I was there. Yeah. No, yeah. I wasn't. No, someone on that one. No, I was at PSG. No, I wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Robert Perez with the only goal yeah, of the yeah, game yeah, on that day. That, so yeah. not a great record. One win and three defeats. Hopefully the boys can put it right tomorrow. But, yeah, but it doesn't matter because they don't exist because it's leap, leap year. Mm. So the date gets expunged from memory. <laughs> so all those defeats don't count. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I'll keep the Sunderland one. Yeah. How will it go tomorrow? I've got no idea, mate. I seriously have no idea. I mean, Bournemouth are, are, are rubbish, so uh, well, we should Well, win. they're not rubbish. They Mate, played they very are. well last week. They the, are. The, the ridiculousness of the referee not they've knowing lost, the laws. They've lost in seven, South, in, seven of their last no, yeah, ten, but, No, but they played very well last week, and uh, they should have scored. Both those goals should have been allowed. Just absolutely ridiculous. That well, that's on the true. shoulder. I mean, that, 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 or what, they suffer, what was going They've on? suffered from VAR oh, almost as badly oh, as but, we well, have. Yeah, they? Somebody's working out, we'd be... We'd be second yeah, before the VAR. Exactly that. Um, uh, goals exactly that. In. We'd be 12 Absolutely goals. Absolutely ridiculous. 12 goals better off. Yeah. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, indeed. Let's not get into VAR. We've only got a minute left and I think no. we'll be here until the uh, end, please of, not. The end of the night. I don't ever want no. to talk about it again, uh, ever. Gents, it's been nothing but a pleasure having you Lovely. on the show. We'll be back next week at 7pm on Friday to go through the action from tomorrow and, of course, the FA Cup fifth round clash with Liverpool Ooh, too. About that. Yes, yeah. we'll see you next Whoop-de-doo. week. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.